Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Corporate, hosted by Maria and Elise. Each week, we bring you our tales and perspectives on trending topics around work in corporate America, because life can often truly be stranger than fiction. Be sure to share Tales from Corporate. Listen, download, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This week's tale is about communication plans. Are they well thought out or are they, excuse my language, piss poor? (laughs) So outside of wartime, the average person has not been exposed to this many a communication plan, whether it be from the international level with the World Health Organization, the WHO, or it be in America at the national level from our president, Joe Biden, or the local level, your state government, and then your city government or your township. Are the communication plans clearly thought out? Could they use improvement? I would say yes. (laughs) And how do they make your leaders appear to you as a citizen of that area, that territory, or the world? I'm just wondering because it's been interesting, whether it be the CDC's communication plan, who's had media training, who is not media savvy. What are your thoughts, Maria? Yeah, I think we take it for granted that when someone who is known as an executive or a managing director or president, CEO, that (laughs) they are going to say what they mean and mean what they say. Some of us are just naturally skeptical of all of it and we don't really pay attention. I'm one who likes to pay attention and then try to decipher what is actually going on. So there's a little bit of reading the communications and thinking critically about them and trying to read between the lines. By doing that, I've recognized there are some terrible communications. I remember I was listening to One, I'm not going to mention which city, but he was a director of transportation and he was talking about changes to the subway lines. And I was beside myself because I said, my goodness, why did they put him in front of the cameras? This poor guy, he cannot communicate. And he probably is, he might be superb at his job, except when connecting with the public about what he's doing in his job, there was a a breakdown. I take that to say, sometimes you gotta triangulate a little bit or read a couple of different sources to figure out what's happening. I would encourage people though to listen to the leaders and more because what we'll find and this is what we're gonna talk about is there's a difference between reality and how strategy is being communicated out. Oh, agreed, Maria, agreed. I think, for example, a good model, if you will, in the pandemic times, although now he's in trouble, but Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, people wanted more communication now. Was it also a soapbox for him to sit on? Yes, but people wanted to feel like they knew where their leaders were. And it's funny, 
Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, he was also mirroring a little bit, but he had to be careful because we also had a different president in in office at the time, and that president wasn't a fan of either of these individuals. And I think the feeling must have been mutual, so they had to step lightly. But they communicated out about things that normally we wouldn't hear about. So we requested respirators, we can't get them. So almost like bargaining. They almost felt like, in many ways, these government officials sounded like union delegates talking about what they went to the table to ask for and couldn't get or needed. So it's very interesting. And normally you wouldn't air the dirty laundry out in public like that, but they all felt the times called for it. And then many different governors started to fall in line that way. And you still see it a year and a half later, many people are communicating way more than they ever did. But I think it's so funny, Maria, about different city or state departments that normally you would never know what the, the person looked like unless you went to the state website. They're now having to speak <laughs> on behalf of issues that come up. And it's almost as if the citizens expect this now. So citizens want, they don't care if you have the Zoom background or you're live, they want to hear from government or elected officials. It's refreshing, and not just at campaign time, but corporate-wise, we've all been there where we may not hear from the CEO all the time. Isn't it interesting, CEOs, if your company is about to go public or looking at going public, or is a publicly traded entity, maybe you'd see your CEO on a CNBC, a Bloomberg, talking about earnings reports or new things coming out uh, from the company or how you've increased profits and, and return on investments. But now they're having to talk about things that are not so clear and don't know the road ahead, but they're also trying to create the appearance or keep up the appearance that they are strong leaders. And one of the things that no one likes to communicate out and then have to change direction on has been return to work. What do you think, Maria? Well, that's an important point because I think you can tell what type of lead you have based on how they deal with change. How do they deal with mistakes that they've made Nobody's perfect. And I don't think it's very realistic to expect our leaders to be perfect. But what I would like to see in more leaders and what I've admired seeing are the leaders who say, hey, listen, we got new information. We didn't have it right before. We're going to do our best to pivot using this new information now versus, oh, I didn't say that <laughs> or continuing to be wrong and strong then in reality, how much could you really trust anything else that that individual has to say? And I know it gets, that gets really messy when it comes to politics, but sticking to work, which leaders sometimes, they have to be a, a touch politicians in order to deal with all these different individuals you, you can't imagine that are in their face all day, every day, demanding answers. It, it is a demanding job and some make it look easier than others. But the idea of communicating in ambiguity, right? Times are changing. They're, the virus has just kept calling audibles. So 
the leaders who dug their heels in about return to office, they're going to have to say something different because we find ourselves again in a situation where people might not be safe returning to the office. So it's going to be really interesting in the next couple of weeks to hear how leaders are handling that and what they're telling their people about it. What are your thoughts, Elise? So I love that, Maria, about saying it's okay. We didn't have all the facts. We didn't have all the information. And we have to make a change, a course correction, or a change in action or direction. I love that. I wish more leaders would do that. It doesn't make you appear to be weak. It makes you appear to be strong, strong and informed and intelligent versus sticking, staying the course and it's a bad course just because you want to save face. I would like to say that I think that the generations, Gen Z and the millennials, everyone's media savvy now. If you have a phone with a camera in it, <laughs> you're media savvy. I think what we have to look forward to the next generation is oversharing. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to see my elected official or my CEO doing certain things. Isn't it the CEO of Goldman? He's a DJ. So you can catch him on Insta. You can catch him on social media spinning the wheels of steel, but he's the CEO of Goldman. I, a little weird for me. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a traditionalist. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have a life. It's just, is that outside business? See what I mean? <laughs> and people are getting in trouble for things that they did in the past, like this gentleman here who was supposed to be the host of Jeopardy or the co-host of Jeopardy, who was a producer all these years, and he's getting in trouble for something he said on a podcast, I believe, some time before. You have to be careful about what you say, when you say it, what you share. But I think if anything with this new gen, it's going to be oversharing of information when the mic is on them. I think that this is all an interesting time, the way people interact. Some people use social media as part of their communication plans. I think it's great that I don't have to go to a government website to find out about uh, the plan. We live in California. Finding out, for instance, about wildfire issues, most likely to find out on social media faster than even maybe a traditional source. They're like maybe one or two beats behind. So I think it's all very interesting how we've all evolved and changed and the pandemic changed us. And I think one of the things that we're taking from the pandemic is increased communication, more, not less. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I happen to be recording live and direct from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> oh, big up, big up. And so to your point, I'm appreciating that back where I pay rent in Los Angeles, I am kept in the loop. And I know if anything dire happens that my job will send a flag to give us details, give us a resource sort of help us be in the know about really, really critical, pertinent uh, events and what we can do about it, where we can go to find out more. Basically filtering the noise of all the tragic news into, okay, but this is directly relevant to you. So I think that that's a really important point that you brought up here. But about leadership communication, I'd also add, you touched on something where 
it's like we're talking about leaders changing their tune. And I think it's important to mention that made me think about, well, how much stock do you put, not literal stock, but although that's another conversation, how much of your trust and like complete allegiance do you put in one leader? I think it's good to be loyal to a leader that you appreciate and trust, you think has vision and can actually inspire people to follow it. But you bring up folks like Governor Cuomo and thinking, you know, there's Gavin Newsom out in California. And there's so many leaders that have fallen from grace that I have to say, you can believe them at their word, but also use use your critical thought. Listen to other voices. Listen to the critics of your leaders. I think that's really important. Just if nothing else, so that you can keep your eyes open. Great people make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. And I, I have to say, particularly positions of power, it often, not always, but it often attracts folks who they sometimes abuse that level of attention, um, particularly when it comes to sexual harassment, abuses of power. And so it it might happen to good people who started off good people, and then they change over time. So I, I think where I'd leave it is hope for the best, but keep your eyes peeled and definitely listen to communications and how they change over time from your leaders. Remember to always advocate for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And to the listeners that have been overlooked, have overstayed, are complacent, or just plain unhappy, free yourself. Good luck and Godspeed till the next episode. Remember to download, follow, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, feel free to leave us a review.